So here are the nominees for Best Picture. And the Academy Award <laughs> for Best Picture. Um, so Chris Pine is handsome. Mm. Uh, ben Foster is crazy. Mm-hmm. And Jeff Bridges is actually quite old. Yeah. And maybe slightly racist. Yes. There's my notes. I don't want to know who the other guy is because there's obviously four main people. Uh, Gil, someone his name is. Gil from The Simpsons. But I wouldn't say there's four main people. Like, let's be fair. Yeah. I mean, even Ben Foster's probably getting bumped on that poster, isn't he? No, Ben Foster is one of the... The poster is Ben and Chris. Yeah. Uh, walking, and then Jeff's face looming over them. Ah, okay, that makes sense. Like this. Oh, yeah, and it says... Hello, hi, water. But Jeff Bridges... Chris Pine, Ben Foster. Yeah. So they've done it in a list, so they've kind of avoided... But, like, why is it that on movie posters, they never line the names up with the people? You know, when they have, like, people side that by side, they always put... It... So if there's, like, five... There's, like, um, Triple Frontier. Yeah. And he's got, like, these five people, everyone knows their names, whatever. And none of them are above. Because ben, Fr- ben, ben Franklin? <laughs> ben <Affleck. laughs> yeah, it's like, yeah, it's like on the, uh, what you, it's on the mountain as well, you know, where they, they've got Mount Rushmore, and then they've got the names of the presidents <laughs> above the other presidents. So Ben Affleck is in the middle. <laughs> yeah. But he's the first one, because he's first built, obviously. Yeah. Because it's Ben Affleck, and then it's under, like, on top of, like, Charlie Hunnam or whatever. Yeah. It makes no sense. No, just do it with the names, man. Yeah, I know. And they do it all the time with rom-coms as well, you know, when you've got like two major stars are here and, her, and then it says the wrong one over the wrong one. You, it's difficult to get Julia Roberts and Richard Gere mixed up. To it fair. is, but why not just put them next, like over the right names? Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah. Hmm. This is how the Oscar goes to, hello everyone. Oh, we're starting. Yeah, we've started. Hello. We're well into the swing of things mm-hmm. over here at... Um, <laughs> Casse podcast, the Oscar pod, uh, uh, and and the Oscar, um, and the Oscar goes to studio. Yeah, is that what this is called now? Hmm? Your house? Yeah, and the Oscar studio. No, it doesn't. I don't think it needs a name. Okay, I could just give my address. Yeah, yeah. So is it BS? I'm going to guess it. I'm going to guess your postcode. BS18? No. BS17? No. Okay. Okay. Um, yeah, this is Andy Oscar Goes To. It's a podcast about films. Best Picture nominees from years past at the Academy Awards. Yeah. Um, and my name's Oliver Smith. I have a co-host here with me. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. Why put it on your iPad? Huh? Why don't write it down? I don't know. Uh, I have a co-host here with me. He was my son. He was my earth. But he didn't know all the ways I loved him. No, it's Joel Abraham. Joel Abraham in Texas. Yep. We're Are talking you... about Hell or High Water. I don't know if you... That was my impression of everyone. <laughs> yeah, I was going to say. Which, which character are you actually doing? Yeah, there? all of them, yeah. Yeah, Hell or High Water is the film this week. Mm. Uh, I'm June, quite warm. You're quite warm. The window's open. Hmm. We could find another window to open. No, I think I'll be okay. I'm just feeling quite off the cuff already. Kitchen window's closed. Okay. Let's do the kitchen window. All right. What, why would you do that? <laughs> I wasn't just being polite, really. I had very little intention of going. 
gonna have to cut all of that. <laughs> Just everything we've done so far. Yeah, we're talking about hella high wise. <laughs> Damn. I'm officially the most professional one here. Uh, it's been a bit of a break mm. for us doing the podcast. Uh, obviously, not for you, wonderful listeners. We've made sure it's all run smoothly because we know that there'd be riots if we missed a week, a fortnight. You mean your brother would text you? <laughs> yeah, riotously. Yeah. Um, but yeah, there's been a bit, a bit of a break. So we're a bit out of the swing of things, I mean, Joel. Mm, I've actually forgotten how to like talk. Yeah, because you—that's what's interesting about Joel—is he doesn't talk. He's actually almost this completely is the only time I get mute to do it, in yeah. regular life. Mm. We're talking about Hello High Water today, uh, director. <laughs> I can't say the word today. You can't say many words. Hell or High Water today? Yeah, that's the film. Um, directed by David McKenzie. The film is about two brothers who carry out a series of bank robberies to save their family ranch while being pursued by a pair of Texas Rangers. It's uh, Chris Pine. Oh yeah, Ben Foster. Yeah. And Jeff Bridges. Oh, yeah. Some other people as well. Yeah. Those are the three. Those are the three. Yeah. They're they're all, the I think they're all great, actually. They're all really good. Mm. Um, so, I guess... You built intention mm-hmm. for your tank. No, I wasn't going to do it. I was going to try and ask you something. Oh, not for my tank. Mm. Right. Yeah, did you like it? Yeah, yeah. Really good film. It is. Um, I hadn't seen this. I kind of think I thought I had seen this, but I think I was getting it confused with True Grit just because that was another like Western that came out kind of recently. With Jeff Bridges' face on the front. Yeah, yeah exactly. I've not seen True Grit either. True Grit's uh, meant to be really good. It is good, yeah. Uh, I'd, not see, I'd not heard of this, actually. Yeah. Um, so no, this is the fir- my, my first time seeing it for, mm. for the podcast. Yeah, it was good, wasn't it? It was really good. Um, all of the, I think the... So I had no idea what it was about, so it's mostly about these. Uh, Chris Pine is a divorced father uh, who might get his ranch taken away, sort of set post-recession. Mm-hmm. Um, and they are, him and his brother Ben Foster Robin banks to get the money to pay off, because they need to pay the bank by Friday. Yeah, so the bank is uh, issuing a foreclosure on mm. the ranch, which belonged to their mother, who's now dead. Yeah. She's recently died. Yes. Um, and in order to raise the money to get to pay the bank out, their plan is to rob the bank and then use the bank's money to pay them back, which is pretty good, to be fair. It is. I don't get the feeling, because it's meant to be a sort of justice revenge. Yeah. It's a Western, essentially. It's a modern-day Western. Yeah. Um, but the bank doesn't seem to lose out very much. It doesn't, which is strange as well, because I would say that the bank is the only villain in the film, right? Yeah. Like, because... So you've got, okay, so while they're doing the bank robbery... Ben like, Foster's kind of a villain. He is, but like, so you've got um, Jeff Bridges and the other actor's name, whose first name is Gil, I believe, and I can't remember his surname. Here's Alberto, Alberto, the other Texas Ranger. Mm. And uh, so they're a partnership that are like kind of chasing them down. And that's essentially just the action of the film, is you're kind of seeing these Texas Rangers chase the brothers rob banks kind but of, like, they're not you, really chasing them either they're, they're sort of 10 steps behind always and there's yeah, not but like, potential usually, isn't that they'll get caught usually in a film like that there would, it would be a, like a cat and mouse where yeah. you are rooting for either the cat or the mouse but here you kind of want everyone to succeed because like, they're all kind of good guys in a way like you say Ben Foster's not a good guy but you kind of do sympathise with their plight at the very least and Chris Pine seems like a 
relatively good guy. I mean, he does like just completely. Is he that lay good guy? He's just better than Ben Foster. He just lays that stranger out. Yeah, at the um, gas station, just completely demolishes him. He also is like pretty complicit. Like, yes, I mean, he was also Robin Banks. Yeah. So I think it starts off with Chris Pine. You think maybe he's kind of like overly sensitive, and he's a bit of a, um, I don't know, a bit of a dandy. I don't know what another word to use for that, but then. You sort of think, and then Ben Foster's the crazy one, and Chris Pine is just along for the ride. And then they're at a gas station. Some guy gets his gun out on Ben Foster, and Chris Pine just lays the guy out. Yeah. And you're like, okay, Chris Pine's he can pretty dark. Himself. Yeah. yeah. Um, so, has uh, Ben Foster, has he served time? The character? Yeah. Yes. He's yeah, been yeah, out so for he's, a year, right? So he's served so he, 10 years in prison. He went away for killing their dad. I don't think he went away for killing their dad. But he did kill their he dad. Did, he did kill their dad on a uh, quote-unquote hunting accident. Yeah, but because they, they're talking and about it, it, doesn't he say something like, that's why I did. This, well, yeah, that's why I stopped fighting and shot him. Yeah. But uh, they say at the end that he killed his dad in a hunting accident, but I think he went away for bank robbery. Right, okay. Yeah, I don't really, yeah. But, so he's been inside for a while and then... He's been out for a year. Yeah. Um, they're obviously quite close. You get the feeling that maybe they're a bit... Um, Estranged at times, yeah. Um, but it's just, I mean, you can kind of also see what like, I feel like if you if you if you've got a Ben Foster in your family, it's, especially if you are maybe trying to stay on the straight and narrow with like a family, and that, yeah, it's gonna true. You're yeah. gonna sort of maybe cut them out a little bit because you probably wouldn't want to raise kids around someone like that. So you get the feeling, especially because it's Ben Foster parent them. You get the feeling these two brothers at some point are going to have a big blowout with each other, uh, and they. Steer away from that. I think it's quite a sort of nice way of doing it because they're actually yeah. At some point, they're they quite just invested say, in their. They just tell each other they love. They love. Each yeah, they're quite invested in their brotherhood. Just, yeah, go fuck yourself or whatever. Yeah, um, I think it's quite a sad film. Yeah. So um, the guy that wrote it, Taylor Sheridan, he was an actor. Uh, he was in Sons of Anarchy. He played a cop. I think. I think he just played yeah, maybe a detective or whatever. I've not watched Sons of Anarchy, mm. but I believe that was his role as a recurring character for a few seasons. Um, he then decided that he wanted to write and I think actually left the show to write, okay. basically. So he wrote Sicario. Oh, really? And then he wrote this. And then I think he wrote Wind River, which was the first film he directed. And those first three films that he wrote, he described as being a kind of a loose trilogy um and they all kind of take place in the west right it's kind of like about the death of the american west and like they're kind of like he calls it like an american frontier trilogy because this film's sort of about pining for the for an old day yeah and so you know the guy who's um taking cattle away from the fire yeah in this film that's taylor sheridan oh and like he basically just delivers a big just like a kind of bit of exposition mm. about the way that the times changed and the, like the way that the kind of the old West is yeah. just dying. And in the modern day, that just isn't really a thing anymore. And I think that kind of sums up maybe what he was really trying to get at with almost all of these, those three films. Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. Well, it's used because it's sort of, if you think about the archetypes that the characters, but Jeff Bridges is the, is the old sheriff, uh, about to retire. Yeah, exactly. Ben Ben Foster is the like an old fashioned bank robber just going into banks. Um, taking the money, just a proper cowboy. 
Um, and you do see there's a lot of cowboys in here. There's a lot of... It's interesting, though, is it? Because I don't think the film feels that generic. It doesn't feel no, uh, like formulaic or cliche. Well, that's what I mean. But it's the... wor- working in a cl- quite a kind of hackneyed archetype. Like you say, they, they yeah. do all fit those very specific Which is why you're expecting certain traits. things to happen. You expect mm-hmm. a big... Okay, there is a big gun shoot at the end, but it's sort of, it happens in a way where the gun shoot's happening elsewhere. Yeah, also... <clears throat> excuse me. Also, I thought I think it's less played gratuitously and mm. actually is... Especially because, like, the only people that you really see die are... Gil. Yeah, and um, Ben Foster. Yeah. Which means that, like... The, and when you see the other... Um, when you see yeah, Alberto, the cop, die, mm. his head... Like, you see his, all his brains inside his hat. Like, yeah. it's horrible. Like, it's you not You see the front a, of his face and it's just a one hole. Yeah, it? and then, like, the back of his hat, his hat comes off and you kind of see the rest of his yeah. head left in the hat and everything. And it's, like, it's pretty grotesque. Yeah. Um, and so it's it's not like a cathartic end of a western no not at all. shootout kind of thing. Um and I think like the score I think is really great for this film as well. And mm-hmm. like it kind of creates this sort of it is like you say kind of sad. It's all a bit kind of spare, a bit drawn out. And it kind of feels like a lot of these people are sort of at the end of their tether. Um Yeah, they're all they're all desperate for this time past. So Ben Foster really wants to just go wild and be as crazy as he can be and do exactly what he wants at all times and Jeff Bridges just wants to he wants to go out in a blaze of glory doesn't he he wants to be yeah. just a, a well, he can't, sheriff he, I a, think he's just scared about his impending retirement because he can't yeah. he can't imagine himself doing anything other than yeah. what he does now and Chris Pine wants a world where the banks don't fuck over everyone and, yeah and that kind of seems to be a sentiment that is then held by sort of everyone else because literally everyone else even yeah like uh, Jeff Bridges' partner even says, like, that building there is like, he talks mm. about the way that the towns are being kind of destroyed and everything. Yeah. It's all coming from the banks, essentially. And it kind of seems like these big sort of monolithic global banks that they are, that keep popping up, they sort of feel as though they're just ruining what used to be quite a free kind of yeah. free way of living. Yeah. Um, because what happened, the bank has. Is about to foreclose on the ranch, I think. And yeah. they, the bank fucked over his. Yeah, so because mouth. they knew she was poor, they bought it off her. They offered her like nothing for yeah. the ranch or whatever. But then they and then but then they offered knew that loan. they would Yeah, they offered her a loan, but it was like a really bad rate and they knew she would never be able to keep up with the yeah. repayments or whatever. Um and so they're basically just like skinning her cut sort of thing. And then once and now now as soon and then as soon as she dies, they're like looking to basically foreclose and payment it back, which yeah. is why I guess they're looking at robbing banks rather than making money a traditional way. Mm-hmm. Um, one thing I did think was, if you're Chris Pine, like, they rob banks and they just wear these balaclavas yeah. to try and hide their identity. But, like, he's got probably the most unforgettably beautiful eyes in the world. Mm-hmm. So I feel as if you see those eyes and then Chris Pine walks into, like, across a room, you could be like, that's the guy that robbed me. Do, do you reckon if Chris Pine walked in right now wearing a balaclava, you'd be like, that shit's Chris Pine. Did you see his eyes in, those, in that balaclava? It's all you could see and they were incredible. I saw his eyes. Yeah. Yes. I mean, he's just a very pretty man. You could give me his eye, like, I'm just a ball. It's an eyeball. And I'd be like, oh, shit, this is Chris Pine's eyeball. Yeah. When did you first become aware of Chris Pine, you think? I think it was probably Star Trek. Yeah, I think it's Star Trek for me. So that was 2009. Star was it Trek. really? Yeah. Right. Well, I'm pretty sure that must have been the first thing I remember seeing him in. And I think that was like the first big thing he did. He'd he, had roles before that. Was he in TV or anything? 
Probably. I assume so. But I remember seeing him in that and being like, oh, who's this? And I don't know if we've done this before. Is he, he's the best Chris, right? Yeah, I think we may, maybe we've been through the Chris's. I like him the best. Um, and Chris Pratt comes out bottom of the Chris. Yeah. Although everyone's not very happy with Chris Evans at the moment. Are they? Yeah, fuck. Uh, oh, he's did a, he did a... Is pro, it it's like a pro-Israeli film or something. I haven't seen right. it. I don't. I, I'm not really particularly well. See, I like, saw that. Educated and I just to, kind of uh, assumed it was because everyone's hating on Captain America at the moment. Oh no, no. I think people are mad at the Rooster Brothers for that particular. Right. They can like. They could just fuck off, I suppose. Do <laughs> you mean the people that are mad about the Endgame situation? Because you can be mad about Endgame. Like it wasn't. A, it was good. Yeah, yeah. But like. Don't decide what you think someone's character arc should be and then be annoyed when yeah. that isn't the character arc. You don't actually own that character. Like. No. This is him with Star Wars. Just like... I don't know, because I suppose the thing is, there is there is legitimate criticism to be have if you feel something's inconsistent. Yeah, for sure. But it only goes so far. Like, you can... I don't know. Maybe it is inconsistent, but there's a difference between going... It sort of I don't think that character would have made that decision. I don't think that makes sense. Um, it sort of felt consistent to me, but then I'm not, I was never that invested in Captain America or really any of the Marvel characters. Like, I kind of go and see those films and think. I probably take Spider Man as the most invested I am. Yeah. Even and, that. But even then, I kind of go and see each film and sort of, and just like, is, I just kind of want to see the fun bits of them yeah. hanging out and just see yeah. how, you know, like, I. It very much is like a kind of just watch it and forget it junk food type experience yeah. for me. Now, I do understand that there are people out there who connect so strongly with those characters. Yeah. Then, and I sort of am trying to think if I would have similar experience to that, but I just don't really get that. Like, I don't tend to project myself mm. onto things. Or like, I don't hang my identity on my interest in, I can in see certain that with pop culture things in the same way. That's people's problem with, with The Last Jedi, I suppose. Yeah, Luke. They had an idea. Yeah, that, Luke I mean, was in their a, head. Yeah, Luke. But again, I didn't have that, despite the fact that I've loved Star Wars my entire life. But I take what's given to yeah. me, and then I'm. I actually usually like it when a character surprises me, and a character doesn't just go, "Oh, it's fucking episode seven, eight, eight. episode eight, and he's acting." Okay, he wasn't in the prequels, but like acting in exactly the same way as we've yeah. ever seen it, because that would be boring to me, because yeah. I could have just made it up myself in that, like. That's the reason I go and watch these decent storytellers tell me stories is because yeah. I want to see what they come up with. Also, I think everyone's desperate to be surprised. With Star Wars, everyone, everyone wants this, any some kind of surprise reveal. They want, uh, what's her name, Ray to be someone. They want mm-hmm. Finn to turn out to be someone. And the fact that they're, they end up being surprised because they don't go in that direction well, this is, the is what's thing. annoying. To th- like, like, with the whole Ray's parentage thing, there were so many theories going around yeah. that someone would have guessed it yeah. if she was someone. Right? So it's a case of going, either you want to be surprised, in which case the only way that you will be surprised is when it actually turns out that it's nobody. Yeah. She's no one and her parents were just, they just sold it. They were just drunk. Yeah, yeah. They, they were just drunk. Which I really liked. And it fits in with her character still. It actually, like, tracks. Which yeah. is, and you've got the same with um, Game of Thrones. Like, George R. R. Martin, there's so many theories about everything that could possibly happen. Yeah. I think there's literally just nothing he can do that would surprise everyone. No. I think he, I've, I remember hearing him talk about that at some point as well and going like, you can't change what you're going to do because you saw that someone guessed it. Yeah. Because everyone, like, when something gets popular and there's forums out there and everybody's mm. just guessing all the time, someone's going to guess it. Yeah. You know, he was saying like, you can't write your book 
with the idea of the like being that the butler did it, and then when someone guesses it, like which is before the end, or like you can't write your show, and then before the end, someone guesses. You can't just quickly change it at the end because then none of it actually points at the yeah the final conclusion. I think he'd have been happier if he'd have finished the book than the series started. I think so as well. Although I think I have, also everyone else would have been happier if he'd have. Finished. I also have heard him talk about the way he kind of makes decisions based on like characters he's going to kill and stuff like that. And I didn't really like that because he was kind of talking about how sort of somebody, people get, oh, they, they think that it's going to go a certain way or they get particularly attached to such and such mm. a character and then they have to go because then it, that's the most impactful thing. And I'm like, that doesn't feel like a very organic way of... But the way he writes the stories is he, or this is how he's, what he says anyway, is that he doesn't actually make, he doesn't track every, the, how the plot's going to work out. He'll mm-hmm. just... Like sort of make decisions that a character would make, and think yeah. of something interesting to happen to them also. Yeah. So he he wouldn't go, oh, this person's going to end up doing this. He would just say this person. No, he at this point would choose he's not someone that plots things out. All yeah, the yeah, yeah. Which is obviously very evident in the fact that it's taken him so long to write. Well, if you read the fifth one, it's just the number of characters, the number of um, arcs and things is just ridiculous. That's the thing. I do sort of think maybe with that approach. Possibly the better thing to do would be to keep things smaller because if your scope is large, then your potential is large. And if you just constantly go with what, then that tree just goes out and out yeah, and out and out. Yeah. Um, so somebody's going to need to fan back in. But. Yeah. But like, anyway, I think we were talking about the Avengers. Hello, High Water. Yeah. We were talking about the Avengers. And I guess the thing for me is I just don't really care enough about any of them for it to like mm. upset me when they act in a way that I don't deem to yeah. be good enough. Like, yeah. I don't. Maybe it's because I don't have that much high expectations of the films in general. Like, I go in expecting to enjoy them. Yeah. I usually go in, I enjoy them, I leave. It's just another I don't one know. I I've think enjoyed. If there was a Spider-Man trilogy, say it was separate to MCU, and Spider-Man was this, just a completely different character to what you imagine. He was cool and he was like, I don't know, and like Andrew Garfield, I thought, that Spider-Man was pretty, that mm-hmm. sad. Because it was just not, not because it wasn't representative of what I think Spider-Man is, just because it was vapid because they didn't take from the, the character. Yeah. I don't have a point. Really? I just didn't like Amazing Spider-Man or Amazing Spider-Man 2. No, they suck. They're really bad. Yeah. Yeah, we were definitely talking about Hell of High Water. That's really what we've been focusing on mostly. So We've <laughs> got so many things to say Yeah, about this film. Why don't you hit me with one of those things? Um, I think it's a Western. Is it? I've said that. Uh, they They mumble. Oh boy, they, they mumble. Yeah. I've actually got written down here, I might need to put subs on. And I don't think that was, that's not even me trying to be snarky and funny. I think that's actually, I was thinking like, Maybe am I, I about to put subtitles yeah. on this English language film? <laughs> but you don't need to know this. They're, it's just, they're talking in Texas. Thing. Yeah. It is well written though, to be fair. Yeah. I mean, and it got, like, got nominated for, for as well. For I think Taylor Sheridan is a decent, decent mm-hmm. screenwriter. I've not seen Sakari. Yeah, it's good. Is he that- also did, he wrote, the second one as well, although uh, Denis Villeneuve didn't direct the second one. Yeah. But same writer. So I um, see, I heard um, the second Sicario was quite good as well, but not going to see that one. Um, I like, I think Jeff Bridges is funny. I like the fact his first line is, um, why, why are you always dressed like me? <laughs> <laughs> He's a policeman. I, I think what this, this, what Taylor Sheridan does well with his script is he like, other than that one kind of dump in the middle I was talking about delivered by himself, um, there's not a lot of exposition in this film. 
No. They kind of just throw you in. You kind of just understand the characters based on the way they talk. I mean, for example, that's a good opening line yeah. for Jeff Bridges. That is consistent with how his character he's then continues. Sarky, yeah. He every takes every opportunity to make a joke. Yeah. And like he seems like he's really good at his job, but he also doesn't bother to like put himself out of his way. Like yeah. he's not one of those like workaholic cops that's kind of like just can't get outside of the case. He's just sort of like... He doesn't seem to care that much about the case, really. No, but he also can't imagine not doing his job. Yeah. But he's just sort of like, yeah, well, this is just what we do. We're not going to waste our time doing this or this. We're yeah. just going to like, we're going to wait here. Like he says, like, do you want to waste your time going and a- asking more people questions? Do you want to show these, do you want to show, like ask people for eyewitness accounts despite the fact that nobody knows what they look like? Yeah. Or should we just wait here? Yeah. And it's kind of like he's committed to his job. But, but he also is going to be like, I'm going to make it easy on myself. Mm. Like, I'm going to sit down a lot. Yeah. <laughs> like, I'm about to retire as well. He's on because he walks up a hill at the end and he is nigh on there. <laughs> he's, yeah, he's completely screwed. Yeah. Although he can still land a headshot from like a couple of yards. I think it's 500 yards. Yeah. yeah. Um, so I suppose we could go through the plot a little bit more. Yeah, it's really simple. Like, it is remarkably yeah. simple plot, isn't it? I mean, it literally starts with them robbing a bank. And it's like really wonderful opening take. It's a really long mm. shot. Um, and the ooh. whole film is kind of conducted in these kind of like long shots. I Big think. wide wide shot. Yeah. yeah. Um, and the takes are quite long, and they there's not a huge amount of editing. I think the film looks good. It was tw- um, it was made for twelve million dollars, which is mad. Which I th- I think it looks like it's a lot more expensive than. 12 well, you've already got Jeff Bridges, Chris Pine. You assume a lot of that's going on. Saturday, yeah, on, yeah. On the actors. um, and but there's not what well, is set in mostly fields and yeah. So shot in New Mexico. Okay. Made to look like Texas. I mean, I wouldn't, I'm not exactly au fait enough with either of those places to, uh... You can't say au fait. To spot it in either of those places. No, you're not allowed to talk French. <laughs> oh, I see. Um, so yeah, it literally opens with them robbing... I apologise to our Texas listeners. Um, I know you're out there. It opens with them robbing the first bank. Uh, Chris Pine has these wonderful eyes. Mm-hmm. And Ben Foster, it seems a bit unhinged. Yeah. And then the film kind of continues in the same vein. <laughs> Well, essentially, yeah, they just go on wood banks. They go to a diner. Yeah. Chris Pine talks with the waitress, gives her a two hundred dollar tip, which is so stupid. You've just robbed the bank. Don't just don't just leave a two hundred dollar tip like that's so obviously a thing a criminal would do. Yeah, everyone's so just everyone's so chilled out in this film. Yeah, like they're robbing banks, but they're like, yeah, we were, yeah, we're just gonna rob banks. And I think though, also like she doesn't give him any evidence, like. They go and act, they go and talk to the waitress. They show her the picture of Chris Pine. She says that she doesn't recognize him. Yeah, um, which is what you find out like at the end of the film, mm. and you get the feeling that she's like, yeah, whatever. Like we hate the bank. Oh, she fancies Chris Pine. She, I fancy Chris Pine. He gave me two hundred dollars. No, no, no. You said that you fancy Chris Pine. Yeah, 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 cool. And like, if if I tell you that it was him, I have to give you the money because, mm. like she says, like it's not evidence unless they're the bank robbers. So. Give me my money. Yeah. And I need that money to keep a roof over my child's head. So I think maybe he also kind of knows that he could pretty much do what he wants with that money because everyone around there is so poor that they're like, well, if you give me the money, like I don't give a shit about the crime aspect. Like, yeah. I'm not here trying to protect the bank. So justice actually isn't a crime. No, but robbing banks is a crime. No, if it's justice. <laughs> it says so on the front picture of the film. <laughs> on the poster. Front, on the front picture of the bank. Some people call them posters. Yeah, <laughs> justice isn't a crime. Oh, is that the tagline? Yeah. Justice isn't a crime. Yeah. Well, that's stupid. It's sad, yeah. That's a really bad tagline. Um, so their plan is, yeah, so they rob a few banks, they hit a bunch of Midlands banks, and like, again, you see right at the beginning, Jeff Bridges, pretty good at his job, because he talks about how they hit the drawers and didn't ask to go into a vault or anything. So he reckons they've got a 
number they're trying to hit. Like he immediately manages to work out they're they're robbing these banks to get a certain amount of money. They're not just robbing banks to make themselves rich. Yeah. Um, and like he's got all kind of all this good intuition as a I guess he's been a Texas Ranger for years and yeah. I've got a little quiz that we're gonna we can do. This is the worst taglines. I'm just gonna pick a few taglines. You have to guess the film. All right. When you can live forever, what can you live for? When you can live forever, what can you live for? Yeah. So it's a film about immortality, I guess. A little bit, yeah. Um, when you can live forever, what can you That's live such for? Such an arse. Yeah. It's Twilight. Oh, yeah. You can't handle the two. <laughs> I have no idea. Two, um, teeth. It's the Tooth Fairy starring. I was going to say Tooth Fairy, but I didn't know Dwayne that that Rock. was. A, I didn't actually know that, that was a film. It's not Teeth then. The film about the it's teeth. It's not the, Teeth in the vagina place. Who's your nanny? Oh, is that the one with Vin Diesel? No, you're, the past is not the pacifier. Oh, I thought I said that. Is it Mrs. Doubtfire? No, it's uh, Nanny McPhee. Nanny McPhee. Can sex friends stay best friends? Friends of benefits. Or no strings attached. No strings attached. The other one. Breaking the law to protect it. Uh, point break? I don't know. The Green Hornet. Oh. This is, I, I forgot this. that was even a film. <laughs> 12 is the new 11. <laughs> Ocean's 12. Yeah. That's pretty good. I think that's good. <laughs> that's, that's so gash. <laughs> Die harder. <laughs> uh, Die harder. Die harder. Sea mm-hmm. evil. S-E-A. Evil. Oh no, that sounds awful. Deep Blue Sea? It's Ghost Ship. That's a film that was a thing. Yeah. When was Ghost Ship really? That. I honestly forgot that was even a film. That's a film that really doesn't exist. Ghost. I've never seen Ghost Ship. I no, not I. I don't think I've heard of it. I remember, I, th- I remember think seeing like posters for it. This is not quite even, an old film. Not even a trailer. Maybe they re released it. I'm pretty sure they did a re release of Ghost Ship. I still really- remember that coming out. Or a remake, not like a re-release, I don't think. The man with the hat is back. This time, he's bringing his dad. Indiana Jones and the Last Crusade. Yeah. This is a good segment, actually. Yeah, the good thing about it is it's endless. <laughs> and everyone loves it. No, it is endless. It's not endless because we've, we've just finished. So they go to a casino to launder the money. Homes for the holiday. <laughs> is it a holiday? No, it's Sherlock Holmes. Oh. Um, so they go to a casino to launder money. This seems obvious now that I think about it, but I don't think I, you don't see this very often. People laundering money, La- laundering money through a casino. I guess it's not that much money. No, but like, okay, yeah. So probably if you're trying to launder like crazy amounts of money, like organized crime levels yeah, of money, yeah. right? Then, then yeah, at that point you probably need a laundromat mm. or something. Not like <laughs> I don't think that that's how you launder money. By the way, I don't, you just like, clean it. <laughs> yeah, you're not like putting it in the machines, like or like a you know like a nail salon, like in. Um, Breaking Bad or what you know, yeah. like at that point you probably need a front and you're mm. layering the money into there into that revenue. But if you haven't got that much, I've not seen it done in the casino before. But that makes sense because you go in, you get change it in ships, and then you can literally probably get a receipt when you change it up into mm. cash. True, and no one's going to question it because you could you could have potentially you could walk out with a hundred grand or two hundred yeah. grand. You could have potentially gone in with ten and then had a good streak. You know. Mm. Just seems obvious to me. I've never seen it done in anything. I'm like, yeah, why? You get some ideas. 
Yeah, because so you've I've, got. I've got so much money I need to launder. It's unbelievable. It's just, it's just sitting there, really, yeah. isn't it? We're sitting on it now. Yeah, yeah. It's money. Chairs. I had to get rid of my chairs because I've got so much. Just blood too much money. money. Yeah. yeah. Have, yeah, yeah. Oh, okay. you can have your chair. You can have as many, much as you want, honestly. But you, that you've got to launder chair. it. Hmm? You got to launder it. So, uh, I know how to do that. Actually, yeah, good. Um, so yeah, like, uh, and then once they've laundered the money, is that are they basically on their way out out of the casino when the gunfights happen? No, because they go, they go to rob an, they go to rob one bank. They and go it's to rob one more bank, right? Yeah, after the casino. Yes. They go to the casino twice, I think, don't they? Oh, no, he goes to the casino after that other bank. So he, so they go to the casino, they go to rob another bank. But it's, it's closed. closed. Then they go to a bigger one and it's full. Yes. And then that's where Ben Foster ends up killing a couple of people. Kills, and then the whole a... town starts shooting at him. And yeah. Chris Pine catches the bullet, right? Yeah, Chris Pine gets shot. I don't know, there's so many things that they set up as a... This is a generic film. Like, Chris Pine gets shot, you assume someone's going to see the blood or he's gonna get caught somehow but then just get, yeah and then he goes to a checkpoint with yeah it, and then he hides it and then he goes through and then it's through it's quite he, good at ramping up tension though hmm, yeah exactly but it doesn't play out the way that you'd expect a film like this to play out yeah ben foster has a big um big gunfight you sort of have expect chris Pine to go back and try and save him yeah that doesn't happen like he manages to take it one of the texas rangers but then the other one just domes him and yeah ben yeah. foster's done for um, ben Foster died the way he wanted to die. In a yeah. Hell of killing the Saying I'm king of the plains and then. He, he said, I think he says I'm lord of the plains or god of the plains or something. No, does he? Mm. King of the plains. But either way, he some kind of ma- major status of the plains. He, he, oh. he rules the plains. Yeah, he's in, he's in charge of the plains. He thinks he's Mufasa, basically. And then, like Mufasa, he dies. And then his face comes <laughs> in the sky and he says. He deserves it, frankly. Remember. Who Mufasa? Yeah. Deserves it. Yeah, because he's why? Uh, he's just so like, no, oh, I'm better than you, Scar. I'm, You're I've on Scar's got, side. I've, <laughs> I've got good morals and stuff. Mm. Scar has the best song, doesn't he? Be prepared. <laughs> the king of the scouts. What a song. Be prepared. It's a good song. They cut that from the new one. I haven't seen it though, because it looks terrible. Yeah, because why? It's literally why. Yeah, I mean, it, you could. There's always the old one that you could watch, which I did, and it's good. Yeah, it's still good. Mm. Yeah, don't mind. Am I going to watch one where they don't have eyebrows? No. You need eyebrows to express to express yourself, and they don't have eyebrows. No, but I've never really thought about the fact that the lions in the Lion King do have quite clear eyebrows. No, they've got eyebrows. But if I wasn't doing this, you wouldn't know that I'm being a little bit. Serious, racy. <laughs> I'm finding it quite racy. Okay, I'll, I'll just jot that one down. Good. I wrote. Oh. So, and then yeah, basically they get away with it, don't they? Exactly. What? They get away with it. Chris Pine gets away with it. Chris Pine does well to an extent. So he gets Jeff Bridges obviously knows that he's been involved. Yeah. Uh, it turns up at the end. Um, I think probably a, my favorite scene of the film. Yeah, it's just those two. Like, the, the, the them talking at the end of the film. It's kind of. I don't know, it's just like a kind of a lot not being said and Yeah, because obviously Jeff Bridges doesn't actually obviously care about the bank, but he just wants to go out having caught criminal. That's just how he sees himself. Yeah. Um so he obviously the plan their plan is to try and shoot each other in that old proper 
Western way. Yeah. Um, and then his kids come back, so we kind of do it there. Mm-hmm. So they they choose a time and a place to meet up. Well, choose, they choose a place to meet up, and they're gonna try to shoot each other. <laughs> and then we don't know what happens. Maybe yeah, they, maybe they do, maybe they don't. Yeah, I don't know. Yeah, it's kind of good. Um, I sort of like how it's like a the film's like just over an hour forty. Like I said, it's yeah. like almost an hour forty. That's on a the perfect nose. film. They should make films. I know it's the best length. It's like the perfect yeah. length, and it kind of gets in. You just see the stuff that you need to see. There's not a lot of exposition. You don't. You learn about the fact that their mum's died. You learn about the fact that Ben Foster's killed his dad. But like outside of that, yeah, you don't get huge amounts of backstory. You don't really know where it goes from there. You kind of see the bit that you need to see. Yeah, and within that, it's able to kind of layer in and explore everything that it wants to explore. Mm. Um, I also. I thought how while I was watching it was so the way that the film is structured is like it cross cuts between the two sets of two right the, the yeah. rangers and the bank robbers and I think this is the kind of thing where you can see like it is a it benefits from being written as a film I think because that structure works really well in cinema like if you think about if you were to write this as a novel say yeah. It wouldn't work quite the same way because usually you'd need a decent chunk of time with each. But a lot of the time, what's actually happening is you're actually getting very short sections of the robbers. And then. Well, they get short. I think they get shorter as the film goes on. Yeah. So which they're short, almost coming closer and closer. And then obviously it gets to the point when they're actually in the same scene because there's like a shootout going yeah. on or whatever. But like you see one small bit of information being revealed and then you almost see. So you sort of see that the um, the Rangers have worked out what their plan is, yeah. but then you see the robbers are like, oh, actually something's come up and we have to change plan. Yeah. But then you go straight back and then you see that Jeff Bridges has worked that out yeah. and then he knows where they're going to be. So you're getting these like quick fire thing with all this new information, mm. which you have, you know all of the information, but you also know that the characters don't. And so that's where it kind of When you're seeing the information be revealed to them. Yeah. But I don't, I sort of think that like film is really well adapted, really well suited to do that because you can mm. cut as quickly as you need to. And, because the length of the scene doesn't really matter that much. Like you could cut to the Texas Rangers for one scene, which is like two minutes and then move mm. back and nobody would be going, that was jarring. Whereas if you imagine reading that in a book where you're like midway through a chapter told from one character's point of view, yeah. for example, and then there's one paragraph from another character's point of view and then you go back, it just would, it would just strange because you usually think that something like a novel would actually have more flexibility. But in, in that particular thing of cross-cutting dual narratives, I actually think the film works really well. Yeah. You can, the the way that film essentially is just made of montage means that you can which I think another thing utilize about, montage in is is stay away from the exposition as much as it does yeah. there, like you said there isn't much exposition yet yeah, uh, Taylor Sheridan um, <laughs> is in the film and give a little bit of exposition in the middle but other than that there's not much no. in the book either they're just incredibly short and yeah it could probably work as a short story there's a lot but there's a lot that the film says with with looks and with um, with the context of the scenario rather than yeah, just give it a list of what the characters are saying. Yeah, I think it feels more like it would have, if you know, it feels kind of short story, yeah. which I think actually a lot of films do. And I, I actually sort of am maybe of the opinion that the short story is better suited for adaptation into mm. a film a lot of the time because you actually don't ever have to cut anything and you can expand on the bits you want. Like, you can almost completely recreate it. Yeah. And explore everything in there. Whereas sometimes with novels, they are so densely packed that a film. Because Shawshank was a short story, wasn't it? Yeah. Yeah. Well, yeah, it's like, I think it probably works about 60 pages. So it's more like a novella or something. Yeah. Um, 
but yeah, that was just something I sort of thought. And I, and because obviously Taylor Sheridan wrote this as a film under its original, mm. yeah, he wrote it as a, yeah. a spec script. So he wrote it as a spec script, uh, which was called Comancheria, Comancheria, which is the name given to like a region where I guess Coman- the Comanche. Oh, I see. Yeah, uh, are like prevalent or whatever. That was a good. There was a good line where. Uh, ben Foss is talking to a Comanche. He says, you know what Comanche means? Enemy. Yeah, and then he says, you know what that makes me? The guy says, enemy. Yeah. And he says, no. Comanche. Yeah, because he, so he says, Comanche means enemy of... Every, ev- en- enemy, enemy to of, everyone. Yeah. Um, so yeah, he wrote he writes it. It's called Comancheria. And then there's a few studios chasing it. Um, I think there was like a bit of a bidding war kind of going on. Mm-hmm. Ends up going to SKE, Sydney Kimmel Entertainment. Um, and... It won, so I don't know, I assume this is before it got bought, it won the Blacklist Script of the Year Award in 2012. So a Blacklist is a list that gets published every year, screenplays that are um, not yet being produced. Okay. So and then it gets released and, the right. screen, and people can, and it won, it was like voted the best okay. of the Blacklist for yeah. that year. And I assume after that probably is when it got, kind of got put on the yeah. map and then a bunch of people started bidding for it. Um, and, you know, I had a few different people attached to direct Peter Berg and Mark Foster. But in the end, they bring in David McKenzie. Uh, the only other film I've seen from David McKenzie is Startup. Did you see that film? That, uh, Jack O'Connell. Yeah, I've so Jack O'Connell it. and Nick Nolte in a British prison. Who does Nick Nolte play? What kind of character is he play? Uh, he plays a dad. Like a bad dad? Yeah, like a gruff-voiced dad. Oh, that's interesting. Yeah, yeah. It's kind of like a film about... Um, kind of against type. It's sort of like about father-son relationships and they're kind of, you know, he, they're both in prison, so yeah, they're not that close, but you know? Mm. So yeah, it's kind of, it was real new ground for Nick Nolte and uh, that's actually really good though. Like, Startup's decent. That's the only other thing I know from David McKenzie. I don't think, he's done other films, but none of them, when I was looking through his filmography, none of them jumped out at me as stuff of being like, oh, I heard of that or, yeah. you know, I meant to see that. So, but the two films I've seen from him I like and I think they've been you know, I think this film is... I think it's a really good film. It's re- well-directed, I think. Um, you know, probably you'd say a lot of it does come from the script. And like I say, like, the the driving narrative of this film is so simple. And I think that's what allows it to work in that sense. Like, a lot of it's placed on the script and the characters. And the character that like, you're not being... Compl- you're not being distracted by a convoluted plot with this... With yes. High Water. Like, then you can... So you can really feel into the characters. Yeah. And... The fact that the especially the three main stars give such good performances, there's a lot there yes, that you can yeah. kind of dig into, and you you get more from the characters than maybe the script is even giving you because of the performances. He did Outlaw King as well. I don't know that film. Which is uh, Chris Pine again playing? I think it's Robert the Bruce. Okay, it's a Netflix. Okay. So box office wise, um, it does okay. It did well. Actually, for its budget and its position, did very well. I believe it was the highest-grossing independent film of that year. Is that right? Yeah. It's been because it's been quite such a while since we've um, done this. I've actually forgotten the rest of the film from this season. Yeah. So far, we've done Hacksaw Ridge, Fences, and Arrival. So we've got La La Land, Lion, Hidden, Hidden Figures, Figures, Moonlight, Moonlight, yeah. Manchester by the Sea. We'll figure that out. Yeah. Okay. Um, so yeah, it does, so it's 12 million budget, like I said, um, makes 27 million domestic and another about 11 international. I can, 
I don't think this was shown much in the UK. No. So I don't know where the international sales came from. But... No. But, um, I mean, it's not like it does loads, I guess. But, like, good for its budget. Yeah. Good for its position as, like, an independent film. I think The Witch was the other one that was... It overtook. I don't know The Witch. <laughs> the Vavitch, if you will. Spelt with two Vs. Oh, I see. That, that wasn't, like, a bit you were doing. No, it's the Vavitch. It would have been a good bit. Do you think there's like a Venn diagram of people that say the Vavitch and people that say the seven and it's actually just a circle? It's just you, yeah. <laughs> Other people say the seven and I don't think they do. Have you seen the adverts for the Angry Birds 2 movie? Or the Angry Birds movie 2? Angry Birds 2 movie? I can't work it out because of the way, they've done the thing where they put like the Angry Birds movie, they put the two in the background. But it yeah. looks like the two's between the two main words, so it looks like it's the Angry Two Birds, the movie. Angry Two Birds movie. Yeah, or is it the Two Angry Birds movie? Was what would it be? It is it Two Angry Birds? Or is that what they're going to do once they get to twelve? They're going to do twelve Angry Birds. <laughs> I gonna... thought they should have called it Two Angry Two Birds. <laughs> five, and then the next one's just called Five Birds. Angry Birds Three Hyperbird. Hmm. Hmm. I think Twelve Angry Birds is a really good name for a film. That's what they should do. You think Twelve Angry Birds? But it does mean that they need to make nine more. And I'd rather they made no, no more. Which is none. I didn't see the first one. Didn't look good. (laughs) Didn't look great. (laughs) We'll obviously get to it when we get to the 2015 year. Yeah, yeah, because it was. I assume it was nominated. I feel we've run out of steam. Yeah, we've run out of steam. (laughs) (laughs) I went IT. I ran out of steam quite soon after uh, the start of the podcast. Oh, Okay. Only because it's a good film. I just um, you don't feel like you've got. I don't have a take on it really. Yeah, I, I tried to summon one up, but it wasn't really there for me. Yeah, it's a good film. I like it. Yeah, I shouldn't mean, have it, won the Oscar. It's not as good as no. Rival. That's the thing. It, like you can't it, even in terms of awards consideration. So what else was there? It was screenplay, mm-hmm. best original screenplay, best, yeah. which I think went to Moonlight. Best supporting best actor supporting actor for, for Bridges. Bridges. Um, I, he's good. Who, I don't know I want, who won that. Yeah. Um, for supporting was it Mahershala 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 and I've not seen Moonlight but I assume that's fine and best picture for Moonlight so it basically lost everything to Moonlight mm. except I assume editing which I don't know what editing went to actually Alanand probably something like that it's got two characters in it and it's so <laughs> editing I'll of... be honest I'm not I don't know what to look for with editing well enough to know what the Academy's looking for well, the Academy's looking for Bohemian Rhapsody <laughs> Where you just cut, anyone who's talking, you cut to a very close shot of their face immediately as soon as anyone starts talking. It's awful, the editing in that film as well. That like, specific scene, everyone's, I guess everyone's seen that scene. If not, look it up. But there's that one oh, scene. It went around on Twitter, didn't it? Where they were saying that this is, Bohemian Rhapsody won the Oscar for editing and it was them when they first meet their agent, agent yeah. and they're talking over dinner or drinks, whatever it is, yeah, over lunch. And it, there's, it's like a three minute scene or something and there's like so many cuts in it. Yeah, it's, it's, it's just almost untrackable. It's just like shoulder over shoulder, and then it's just madness. It's just a it's bit like people. Face. It cuts, I think, between sen- like in the middle of someone of the same character saying a sentence. It will really? like it will be on someone, and then it will cut to you know, like it's just completely unnecessary. Cut. It just you get the feeling that probably there was just like they had maybe half a good take, yeah, and then second half good take, and then they just mash those two together. Put them in one. Just film editing. In seventeen is Hacksaw Ridge. Hmm. Which we loved, so I was, you know, 
We're not going to talk about Hacksaw Ridge. No, we're probably not going to spend too much more time talking about Hacksaw Ridge. Because we did spend a while. Probably too long. Made me quite More angry. time talking about Hacksaw Ridge than we spent talking about this film. But I want them to make more films like this. I said them as in Hollywood. It's, this, just make more films that are just it's, Yeah, that's like the thing. This. It's weird, isn't it? Like, there are, it's... Some of our episodes have gone on really long. Yeah. But a film like this, I, I like it, but it's one hour 40. Yeah. There's... It, it just it's kind of like it's a decent story it's a simple plot with good characters character driven story and I would say probably if I had I could imagine if you're from Texas say mm. maybe you'd have more to bring because yeah. it like from my outsider's perspective I'd say it does it seems like it does quite a good job of feeling very realistic and kind of summing up the what would be maybe the, the, ten, the tension of that yeah. kind of small town Texas at this moment in history yeah and like you say kind of mourning the death of maybe what that kind of place that kind of like yeah style of life the used west, to be yeah. like and the way that yeah the idea of kind of the west or the american frontier mm. is kind of dying and this film sort of is lamenting that a little bit um but it's not like i have much of a personal connection to that i can't no. talk about whether or not. but you can understand the plot the plight of people being poor and hating banks and and killing um yes killing police yeah like there, there's a very personal story in there and I think that's what is yeah. like that's what draws you in and that's what makes the film compelling because you did actually rob banks and kill police I've killed a few policemen yeah mm. but only after robbing banks I wouldn't do otherwise no no but you would shoot any policemen who were shooting at you like or maybe would might shoot at or they, they might be tempted to shoot at you if they knew that you were about to shoot them yeah mm. yeah which is actually as it turns out I thought about it it's all policemen would do that yeah, which is why you've got your mission. Obviously, <laughs> I can't see a policeman without shooting him. No, um, it's almost physically impossible for me to do at this point. It's like a reflex. It, is it physically? Because I think you should not do that, and that's my view. And you know that, and we've discussed. We've it. discussed it off off uh, air. Um, but we can go, we can go through it again. What was it? What was that? What was it that you said to me? Oh, the what I said to <laughs> it you. It was really clever. It was really smart and actually yeah. poignant. I think our listeners would. Um, it was benefit from it. It was it was high in profundity. Don't kill all. The fucking policeman. Oh, profundity, not right, not profanity. <laughs> That's funny. Thank you. You knew, you knew what you were doing. He did. Um, There's this. I think it's they call it a slam dunk. <laughs> Is that right? It's a slam dunk in yeah. the basketball. Mm. In the basketball. basketball. Yeah. Um, yeah. I just sort of worry that I. I feel like I've got kind of a shallow take. Like I've I'm going to watch it again. I think take on this film. You know, um, which. Always feels bad when you've decided to sit down and go, hey, let's record ourselves talking about something because we're important enough. We'll go, hey, what we think. listen to us have not much of an opinion on a <laughs> yeah, good just film. That it's decent. Yeah. Yeah. The thing, I can't believe this podcast isn't making so much money. What? Because I was under the impression, because I've been recording all these ads. <laughs> yeah. You've just we'll not, been, we'll not been putting those in. Some, yeah, well, no, I haven't yet. I'll so we'll still have an episode where it's just all ads. Yes. So we can get all of the revenue. Well, that's that. my idea. My plan is to get the podcast as popular as it can possibly be and then transition into full length Monetizing, ads. yeah. No, no, full length. So no podcast. It's all just ads. Because I'm assuming that Clint Eastwood paid us to talk about Hacksaw Ridge. That wasn't Clint Eastwood. Who am I thinking? Mel the other Gibson. one, Mel Gibson. They're the same person, right? I thought actually, yeah. I mean that that feels 
We'll just take out the bit where I thought Mel Gibson was Clint Eastwood and we'll carry on. Mel Gibson is paying us to talk about Hacksaw Ridge, right? Because otherwise you wouldn't have watched it. Well, no, because we did an advert for Hacksaw Ridge. It was a good advert for Hacksaw Ridge. Mm. Yeah. And imagine anybody that listened to that was like, geez, I've got to go watch this masterpiece. Famous Last Words is the game we play. That's something that happens on this podcast. Um, where we quiz each other on the last lines of very, very famous and well-known movies. The people love it. They do. Do they? Yeah, I get stopped often on the street. Um, if you can't get the film after the last line, you can have an additional, uh, up to an additional four clues. I've probably got bonus. You'd assume I'd have bonus questions, wouldn't you? If you were... Yeah, that's the thing. You would assume that both of us have written down bonus questions for each of the films that we've got, because that's in the rules of the game. And I've written down my bonus questions in my notebook, and I can see them now. Okay, so I've... I've probably got bonus questions. Yeah, right? both of there's probably four bonus questions written down. Mm-hmm. I'm not going to um, cut here to give us some time to write down bonus questions. Famous last words is the game, and you're gonna go. First? I mean, it's been two months. Yeah, you, you can go. Okay, so the first film. Mm-hmm. We're gonna give you the last line. Mm-hmm. Uh, and you're going to tell me what the film is. Mm-hmm. I am. That's true. Go get some tiger. The question is, which one is it? I believe it's a Spider-Man film. That sounds like a very a Mary Jane thing to say. Um, I don't think it's the. F- don't think it's the first one because I think the first one is. Who am I? I'm Spider-Man. That might be the... That might be... Is it either, either Spider-Man 1 or 2? But I can't remember which. I'll say Spider-Man 2. It is Spider-Man 2. Damn it. <laughs> well, fair page. I didn't think you'd get that one. How do you go straight to Spider-Man 2 from that? Because the end of Spider-Man 1, he says, Who am I? I'm Spider-Man. And then the end of... Yeah, but how did you know it was Spider-Man? Because that's what Mary Jane says. Okay. Mary Jane calls him Tiger. I didn't know that. It's like a thing. Oh, I didn't know that. He's a spider, though. <laughs> also, to be fair, I've seen Spider-Man 2 quite a lot of times. Yeah, no, that's why I picked Spider-Man 2. No, it's but, like, there. it's one of those things where, like, if I only watch Spider-Man 2, I could probably get it. But I knew yeah. it was one of them. But I usually am like, if I'm going to watch Spider-Man 2, I'm like, I might as well just watch the first one before. And then you watch the third one twice. Yeah. Is the third one that bad? I've not no. seen it since it came out, but... No, it's not that bad. Okay. It's, ba- it's pretty bad. But I don't think it's as bad as people remember it being like there's some dodgy shit in there and people all, all anybody remembers is the fact that he dances there's that weird bit where he's doing like a rumba in the and he's like fucking like dancing down the street that is and, um it's bryce dallas howard isn't it um as gwen stacy yeah which is weird seeing her as like a blonde yeah um but like there's kind of and they really mishandle all the villains that's the problem sandman sucks I, yeah I don't have... and then like Topher grace's um venom is pretty miscast and, yeah but like there's kind of some campy fun shit going on in like a sam raimi kind of way but i mean the fact that it came after spider-man 2 is a shame because that is still the high watermark for superhero yeah. films um so we've got a bonus question bonus cube so how many since the year 2000 Yep. How many cinema-released films has Spider-Man started? Oof. That's a good question. Thank you. So, since the year 2000... Yeah, so none of the, like, 80s. He was in yeah, yeah, the 80s, so not. I'm going to guess that there's nothing before Spider-Man. So, Spider-Man... Are you guessing that, are you? Are you sure about that? 
<laughs> yeah, because if there is, I can't remember. I can't think what it is. So you don't want to just add one to whatever you're gonna get, and then no, I don't. Okay, because this this that feels very much like a bluff. <laughs> I tried it, didn't work. Okay, so Spider Man, Spider Man Two, Spider Man Three, Amazing Spider Man One, Amazing Spider Man Two, um, Spider Man Far From Home, Spider Man Homecoming, Into the Spider Verse. Captain America 3, Infinity War, Endgame. I've just taken off my fingers. I have my fingers out. <laughs> I haven't taken my fingers off. But you've, taken the, you've removed your fingers. Three Spider-Mans, two Amazing Spider-Mans, mm-hmm. two new Spider-Mans. I think it's Spider-Man when you're pluralizing. Captain America, two Avengers. So that takes us to 11. Question is, is there, has he been in like, did he like crop up in a Lego or something like that? That's what's kind of annoying about it. But they have obviously done Marvel Lego games. I'm going to say 11. It's 11. Yeah. I was hoping you'd think he was in a, like a, one of the end credit sequences. But no, it's 11. I didn't even think of that. If I'd have thought that, I'd have gone crazy. Because I'd have sat here for ages. He's not in any of them. That aren't his own films, or yeah, there you go. Nice, oh, six points, big six points. For Do you me. have? Have you recorded where we were at before? Um, so last week we started at seventeen twelve to me. I got five. You got one and one to put you on fourteen. But I don't know if that plus if I've got this plus five written down. It's just for one film, and then I had another score and I didn't write it down, or if that's my total. So I'm on at least tw- it's at least twenty two twelve. But I may have I more points down, than that. Did last time I did. Les Miserables and Men in Black. I've not written. Oh, Men in Black was the one that took me like way too many. Because that was the one that you were like, the, the first line is something like goddamn bugs and uh, I didn't know it somehow. So I think I did. I Rodman, needed, not a disguise. Yeah. First line is that's the last line. First line is goddamn bugs. Yeah. And then it was something like, the let, I got down to the characters' names are letters. Mm. How many points did I get for that? Two points. So two points. And then what was the bonus for Oh yeah, no, I didn't get that either. So I got two. So 24 to 14 is what we came in on. Ooh. And I'm on, I got plus six. Okay. So the first one for you to answer. Mm-hmm. The last line is, beautiful, isn't it? This feels harder than yours. It was for me. <laughs> Could you do hard ones? Because I'm actually a nicer person than you are, I think. You thought that that was going to be harder than it was, though. I thought if you, you didn't realize that go like go get him tiger was like a famous Mary Jane. Yeah, but it got quite easy quite quickly. Oh, did it? Yeah, yeah. This one. Uh, yeah. The first line of Spider Man. Do you know that one? Spider Man Two. Um, Spider Man Two. Oh, it's in voiceover. But I don't know what it is. She looks at me every day. It's beautiful. I reckon he, someone makes something. Iron Man. No, it's not Iron Man. So, clue number two, this film was released in 2017. Ooh. Don't know why I said it like that. Uh, Revealing. Blade Runner 2049. Yes. Yes. That's worth four points. What's he saying about? I can't remember. I can't remember. I've only seen it one time in cinemas. I've seen it a whole bunch. But you've seen it a bunch of times, which is why I've made the bonus key quite hard. Because I know you've seen it a bunch of times. Yeah. Um, your other characters were going to be set in the near future. Mm. Main character's name is a single letter. Uh, 
And, okay. Um, and it's a sequel released 35 years after the first film. I think you definitely would have got it yeah. by the end of that. So your bonus question, and this one is quite hard, but you've seen it a lot more times than me, and you're yeah. a big fan, okay. so you might know it. What model of replicant is K? Is it, is it a number? It's a, le- it's a word and a number. I'll give it to you if you can get the number. Six. No, it's Nexus 9. Nexus. So the last line of this film. Mm-hmm. So, player two has entered the game. Uh, Shaun of the Dead. And then uh, the other person <laughs> says the other character's name. Which is Ed. <laughs> it's Shaun of the Dead. So that oh, it's Shaun of the Dead. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I shouldn't go for first. So because we came back, it's been a while. So I thought, you probably shouldn't go for Edgar Wright films, really. I picked two films that I knew you are a big fan, big, a big yeah. fan of. I didn't go for Hot Fuzz. I think you might have done Hot Fuzz already. Okay, uh, the bonus. We done Hot Fuzz already. I think you did it for me. It took quite a while to get there. No, I don't think I did. Okay, maybe I will do it. I'll look back through. But I know what the last man of Hot Fuzz is. What's the last man of Hot Fuzz? Well, I'm not going to tell you, am I? Because... Well, I can look it up in the meantime. You can't do it now. Well, that's true. It's The Little Hands of This Time to Rock and Roll, which yeah. is a reference to Point Break. Uh, so the bonus question is, they were thinking of making a sequel, okay. Shaun of the Dead, Yeah. where instead of zombies, it's other monsters. Okay. What were they going to call it? Um, I don't know. Player 2 has entered the game. No. It was, <laughs> it was From Dusk to Shaun. Oh, from Dust of Sean. Because okay. they're replacing the word. I was trying to think of things that you could replace the word Dawn with. I was going to say, like, the Sean of Time or something. Oh, okay, but then yeah. I was like, if you just said it was going to be with dinosaurs, mm. then, but like, that, I, then maybe I would have. Yeah. But you I just still went wrong. Like. Yeah, yeah. But I mean, I, that would be what I would have guessed. Yeah, yeah. I mean. But I couldn't think of from Dust of Sean. Yeah, makes sense. Um, glad they didn't make that. It's not as good. No. So that's plus five there for me. So that puts me on 35 at the end of this. And then you're going to be on... You're probably going to get six here, so... Probably on 25. So... <coughs> the last line of this film is... And if any freshman tried to disturb that piece, well, let's just say we know how to take care of it. Just kidding. There's a thing that happens on screen between those two. But before the just kidding. And if any freshman tries to disturb that piece, well, let's just say we know how to take care of it. Just kidding. Is it Van Wilder? It's not Van Wilder. So, clue number two, yeah. released in 2004. 2004. Not a college film. They do say freshman for high school as well. They do say freshman for high school as well. Or as we say, freshers. We say freshers, but no one says freshers after the first week. No, but you're still a fresher. I suppose so, but I, I would, in my, end of my first year, I wouldn't consider anyone a fresher, I would say. Probably not. Um, Sky High. No, what a great pull, though. What, Thank what, you. What a great I was, film I that is. I was about to and I look up when it's Sky High. such a good High film. Came. Okay. I've never seen Sky High. Um, I will tell you what... Ha- okay, so I'll tell you what, this clue, if you don't get on this clue, I will give you a supplemental clue, because I don't think this clue is that... Good. 2005, that's not a bad pull, huh? Um, it's adapted from a book by Rosalind Wiseman. So I will also tell you now what happens on screen between the things. So it says, okay. and if any freshman tried to disturb that piece, well, let's just say we know how to take care of it. At this point, there's some freshmen walking across the road in the buses. 
And a bus hits them. Yeah. And then the voice, it's, so it's voiceover. And if any freshman tries to disturb that piece, well, it's Oh, it's Mean Girls. Yes. Is it the freshman? I thought the bus hits. So. Oh, the, I see. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. The bus hits. Has already previously hit Rachel McAdams. Yeah. Yeah. So that happens before the dance. She yeah, gets yeah, excluded yeah, yeah. from the dance. And then at the end, she says, oh, we can just do this. And yeah. then, like. They'll kill the freshman. Yeah. So it was going to be written by Tina Fey and stars Lindsay Lohan. I'd have gotten it. Yeah. So, because you made a face when I said Rosalind Wiseman, I'm going to guess you do not know the answer to the bonus question. Okay. What's the name of the book? Uh, the book is called Mean Girls. <laughs> no, I'm not going to accept Mean Girls as an answer because why would I ask you that question? <laughs> it could be a bluff. Uh, the book is called. Tell you what, I will give you. It's a four word title. I'll give you the first three. Okay. The first three words are Queen Bees and. Queen bees, skanks. And <laughs> Amazingly, yes. It's queen actually bees skanks. and skanks. Excellent. No, it's queen bees and wannabes. See how that's cleverer than skanks. <laughs> Is it cleverer than skanks? So that's a no on the bonus question. I think I got four marks down on. So that was another three for you there. Um, so we're going to put you on 21 points. Now I'm on 35 points. You have permission to get to do more difficult ones next week. Yeah, I think I will. It just so happens that those two films I thought are I'd like... go back in softly. To be also, I did this while I was eating my dinner before we started the podcast. So yeah. I just paid the first two films. I think. Yeah. Um, I was but if there's two films, I'm going to know. I was going to do Scott Pilgrim because of the poster. Oh, yeah. Um, but then I... Didn't do that, and I did. Children of the Dead. I so. tried to do Scott Pilgrim once, and I couldn't find the last line okay. on IMDb. It wasn't on the quotes page. Sometimes so. you can just Google the script of a film. That's true. Could, could have done that. But it comes up as a Some one of us might do it another time. This is the problem. We, we, at some point, we're going to end up having some the same films. one. Yeah, we end up having the same one, and then it's be pandemonium. But which I mean, we'll just stop recording for a bit, find the new one, we'll and find another, start we'll, again. we'll both find another one. Yeah. That was our episode on Hella High Water. Was it? Yeah. Mm. It was a doozy. Blinder. Yeah. yeah absolute blinder. Um, hey, I enjoyed it. And yeah. I hope you did at home. Folks. You, you look like you're pausing for a response, but you understand, like, if you're only just now grasping how this medium works, then I don't know what to tell you. Have you been expecting, like, feedback from an audience this whole well, time? The listeners will call in when they're... <laughs> Imagine if just like, <laughs> phone just started ringing. Her number is. I won't tell my number. It's gone. Mm. 07. I bet. I was just going to say my number. No. Uh, <laughs> oh. I'll bleep it. 777. Yeah. Double seven. Yeah. 777. Yeah. You don't have numbers you've done, do you? I do. You need so one more seven. And then it's seven. Oh, no, no. Triple seven, double seven, triple seven, triple seven. You need three more. That doesn't, that doesn't seem right. Yeah. 07. Oh. Seven. Well, no, it's triple, triple seven. No, it's seven. Oh, oh, triple seven, seven. Oh, triple seven, double seven. Yes. Yeah. That's six. Yeah. And there's triple seven. Yeah. Which takes us to nine twenty two more double seven. Double seven. Sure. Okay. So call that number and then leave a message. That was a good part. Well, that was like a minute we got through. Jeez. I'm trying to count the numbers in a. Is this podcast just becoming an exercise in just listening to people lose all self value? <laughs> <laughs> Did you start the podcast with 
No, not really. But like <laughs> by the end of every episode, I feel so worthless. <laughs> And like added on to that is the fact that we've decided that we actually should record ourselves and it would be worth other people listening to. And then it's only in retrospect at the very end (laughs) that I realise how untrue that is. There are people out there who listen to us and I don't think all of it is because of pity. (laughs) I think sometimes it's because of pure boredom. (laughs) Yeah, I'll say boredom. Boredom beats pity. Yeah, I'd say. I would say that if someone wants, if someone was with you, like, for example, if like you, ha- you had a partner and they were with you out of boredom, mm. I think that'd be better than being with you out of pity. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So I think boredom ranks above pity. Mm. Both doesn't feel good. <laughs> well, as in like, I, I'm actually bored and you're not entertaining enough <laughs> To solely pull me out of boredom, mm. but I pity you so much that I that'll have to do. But neither in enough quantity, yeah, on its own, yeah. yeah. Like I'd rather just like play Game Boy or something, yeah. Because that's a thing that people do in in 2019. I'll tell you what, I've got... is they play on their Game Boys. You're about to open your Game Boy emulator on your phone. That yeah. is actually illegal, sir. Is it illegal? Because I did pay for the emulator. I still think it's illegal. No, they're not selling Pokemon Leaf Green anymore. Aren't they? I bet you could get it at like a specialist store. Yeah, but Nintendo aren't. No. So I think it's fine. It's true. Also, Nintendo are shits for like making, they never make anything work backwards compatible and then they resell all of yeah. their games. But they've remade, they've remade every generation. Like I'm pretty sure you could probably have, you could probably buy Super Mario Bros. now in maybe like 12 different ways oh, yeah. on different consoles, you know, because yeah. it'll be on like, if you have it on the Wii eShop or whatever, that doesn't that that doesn't mean that it will work on your 3DS. You have to get it through the 3DS really? eShop separately or whatever. You know they're they're not great. No, I don't have any good of games. Not great company. I don't have a Switch. I'll take mine. Mm. Can you carry it with all the money that you're going to take as well? Though the black- I could just use the money and buy one. Mm. Yeah, but oh. you have to launder it first. I think they, I could pay cash for a Switch. That's probably true. What film are we doing next time? Um, you're asking exactly. The, there's two of us in the room. Is Lion next? Lion is the next film we're doing. Yay. Dev Patel looks at Google Maps. For half a film? I haven't seen Lion. You haven't seen it? No. It's okay. <laughs> 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 so everyone, thanks for listening. We've been Oliver and Joel. You've been listening to And the Oscar Goes To. Uh, you'll see us next week talking about Lion, the 2016 film. That was good. I broadcast it, wasn't it? Yeah, it was. I think you should probably adopt that voice permanently now. Yeah. Interestingly, you've chosen to put this other voice on the whole time up until now. This sort of mumbly Bristolian thing. Yeah, but yeah. actually you're, you've just now used your true voice. The, mm. no, the voice that I know when we have conversations. Yeah. yeah, but instead I do this thing that people can't quite understand because I talk quite quickly and I mumble and... I have a quite thick accent. Yeah. Well, it's because you obviously have been um, practicing to be in the next Taylor Sheridan film. Yeah. It's actually because I don't want the government to know what I sound like. You really seem scared about this government thing. Yep. We'll see you next week for Lion. Two in weeks. two weeks' time. Two weeks' time for Lion.
Thanks for listening. Um, give us a rating on oh, yeah, wherever yeah. you get your podcasts and make it a really good one. Yeah, like a five star. Yeah. Um, I don't really care if you don't mean it. Honestly, I don't. I don't care if you don't mean it. Just, just give it to me anyway. Have you rated the podcast? No. <laughs> <laughs> no. Right. Um, we should the probably thing ra- is, though, ratings aren't for you, li- the listeners. They're not for prospective listeners wondering whether a podcast is any good. That's not what they're... They're for us. Yeah, they want to be gratified. Yeah, they are for ego stroking only. Mm. Or getting one. Getting an ego. Yeah. I'd like one. Honestly. Yeah, or an id. Yeah. Either part of the brain. <laughs> so you, you're just super ego. I don't know what that means. I don't know anything about psychology. <laughs> but you know that the, those three things exist, which make you sound smart. It, yes. Ish. Ish. And that's all, that's all I'm asking for. Yeah. It's for people to go, oh, he seems smart-ish. Yeah, he's, yeah, he's kind of, you know, he's, yeah, five-star podcast. Mm. <laughs> so just press five-star, please. Yeah, and uh, and then and then if you don't, well, you haven't. I mean, we're still going to make it. We're still going to release. Like, um, we're still going to release the line episode in two weeks. I was going to say we would we withhold the line episode. As that's the one that like people are clamoring for. Like, for. no, people haven't listened to the podcast yet. They're going to come in on like they're like I'm waiting till they get to Lion, mm. and then the internet's going to descend on mass. The internet. Mm-hmm. Oh, okay. Yeah, like thirty to fifty feral hogs just descending into our That's yard. That's really there. This in podcast. Three to five minutes. Just FYI, we've done this podcast on the two days where that was relevant. Yeah, there you go. That's that's it. Mm. You're welcome. Yeah, you're welcome. Um, how do you really finish a podcast again? I don't know. I don't know. We shouldn't. We shouldn't take breaks from doing this because, like, we were not good at it to begin with. Yeah, and we, now we're we, rusty. So where the skills that we lacked are rusty is what you're trying to say. Yes. Okay. Yeah, yeah. So I guess like we're done. <laughs> That's the end of the show. <laughs> Wait. You can go home unless you're already at home. You don't have to. Imagine. Yeah. There. Were, no. Wherever you are, if you're not at home, you have to go home now. Mm. Yeah. Well, you don't have to go home, but you can't stay here. <laughs> I actually find that quite funny. I don't think I should have. <laughs> Thanks for listening and getting this far. Um, we'll catch you in a couple of weeks. Goodbye. Bye. It's silent. Dead air. That's what they like. So here are the nominees for Best Picture. Now that's a proper introduction. My name is Chiron. People call me Little. I've been right here with Detroit. I got a life too. I gave 18 years of my life to stand in the same spot as you. Don't you think I ever wanted other things? Don't you think I had dreams and hopes? What about my life? What about me? You know, you talk like we ain't gonna get away with this. I've never met nobody got away with anything, ever. And the Academy Award. (laughs) 
for Best Picture. 